It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. While the COVID-19 pandemic forced many schools and colleges to innovate ways to teach students remotely, one University of Alaska campus was already there. UAS Sitka has been running one- and two-year degree programs in fisheries technology since 2013, with almost all of the lectures, assignments, labs, and exams packed into a single iPad. Director Joel Marcus recently told the Sitka Chamber of Commerce that the fisheries technology program was focused on workforce development in Alaska's second largest industry, where many students cannot attend traditional classes. The first thing that I want to do is kind of present the problem. Well, this is uh, a community in western Alaska. I think this is St. Paul. And you can imagine uh, the the challenges with getting internet to somebody as far and remote as St. Paul is pretty high. So, uh, you know, an online class is probably out of the books. There is not a university campus in St. Paul. So taking face-to-face classes is is kind of off the books as well. And so uh, people in these these kind of remote and communities that have limited internet capability really lack access to, to education and to fisheries education. And so we saw this as a problem. One of the other challenges is some people don't have a schedule that uh, that allows them to participate in a traditional semester. Maybe you're a fisherman that works late into the fall uh, or even throughout the winter that you can't participate in classes. Or maybe you're just a busy uh, person with a full-time job and, and a family. And so kind of traditional curriculum is off the books. Marcus said that delivering education to non-traditional students was going to be critical for the future of Alaska's seafood industry, many of whose 60,000-member workforce he described as nearing retirement, or graying. The answer proved to be a delivery method tailored to a younger generation. The solution that we developed is uh, to, to, to basically present a course on an iPad. Uh, we take Uh, uh, an entire college course, we put it on an Apple iPad and we can send it out to the student and it provides maximum flexibility as with respect to schedule, uh, internet availability and the timing that the student might have uh, available to take the college course. And so you can essentially learn from anywhere Uh, On these uh, iPads, we have included pre-recorded lectures, all of the reading assignments necessary for the students, um, self-check quizzes to make sure students are progressing along in the class, uh, the weekly assignments that the students take. Uh, There are a variety of different apps loaded on there that students can use to, to make creative projects that demonstrate their learning to the instructors. And the exams are all conducted on the the iPad, which shuts down and locks down during the exam period so students can't access uh, previously viewed material. And so now uh, our fishermen uh, can learn about uh, dive fisheries in Alaska while steaming from one fishing ground to another. Um, Our fisheries technician can sit on the weir uh, waiting for the fish box to fill up with fish uh, that she's going to then process and be pursuing a college education along the way. Marcus mentioned that solutions sometimes create new problems. For example, there was no way to teach students how to catch or handle fish from an iPad or how to walk in a stream bed. UAS Sitka has developed lab kits for all the fisheries technology courses with all the tools they need to learn field techniques. Marcus said that they had just sent, quote, a bunch of sick fish and microscopes all over the state for a fish pathology lab course, and quote, it was a rave success. The UAS Fisheries Technology Program offers degrees with emphasis on commercial fisheries, seafood processing, and hatchery enhancement. It also offers several occupational endorsements and internships within the industry.
Alaska Republican Senator Dan Sullivan is highlighting the passage of his bipartisan legislation aimed at cleaning up plastic in the ocean and reducing that pollution. The bill is called Save Our Seas 2.0, building on the first version of the bill approved in 2018. This update was introduced by Sullivan and Democrats Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island and Bob Mendez of New Jersey. Congress finalized it this fall and President Trump signed it December 18th. issue that everybody cares about, cleaning up the oceans. It's going to be huge for Alaska and our fisheries, but really important for America. It puts our country in the lead again on this issue, and it's a solvable issue. Ten rivers in Asia and Africa are estimated to be responsible for up to 80% of all the plastic pollution in the world. And this targets that. The bill aims to reduce the supply of plastic waste entering the ocean with grants for study of waste management and mitigation in the U.S. It also formalizes U.S. policy on international agreements and aims to improve outreach to other countries about the problem. The bill creates a marine debris response trust fund for cleanup. Sullivan says the bill also focuses on research in that area. That has a congressionally chartered ocean debris foundation that will be headquartered somewhere. We think it should be headquartered in Alaska, and I think that's going to be an important aspect of that bill, keeping us on the lead for ocean cleanup, the research that needs to go into that, and so that's something we're going to be following up on. Sullivan says a third version of the bill is already in the works. It is a truth universally acknowledged that landfills are smelly, and Junos is no exception. But lately, neighbors say it's been extra stinky. KTOO's Adeline Baxter checked in to see what's causing it. A landfill might seem like just a big pile of, well, trash. And it is. But there's actually some cool stuff going on in there. As more and more garbage gets layered on top, it compacts everything below bacteria start to chow down on organic material like food waste and lawn clippings, causing them to break down. And they love moisture. It biodegrades much more quickly when it's wet. And there are landfills in the lower 48 that have allowances to actually pump water into the landfill for that very same purpose. That's Doug Butine, environmental program manager for the state's solid waste program. Obviously, Juno's landfill doesn't need water pumped in, especially not this year. But as the wet, hot trash cooks down inside, it produces methane and sulfur gases. That's the really stinky stuff. And it needs somewhere to go. Usually, at Juno's landfill, it's burned off. If you're visiting, you'll notice tall metal pipes sticking out of the ground. Those are hooked up to a burner that helps with the smell. But that's not happening right now. And neighbors are noticing. Luckily, it doesn't blow towards our neighborhood very often, but when it does, it's, um, it's overwhelming. It's so stinky, you don't want to be outside. Sean Willie lives in the Eagle's Edge subdivision across Lemon Creek. I've seen kids at the playground just go home and just wait for it to pass. It usually doesn't hang around for too long, but Willie says the smell has been showing up more than usual for the last few months. I don't think it's probably a health issue or anything, but it's definitely unpleasant. There are a few reasons why the landfill smells worse. For one, tis the season. The inversions especially um, are strong in the winter, and they, they help to hold the gas and anything else close to the ground. So that's really a big factor at this time of year. And Waste Management, the Texas-based company that owns and operates the landfill, 
is upgrading its gas collection system, so they had to shut down parts of it recently. Landfill manager Eric Vance wrote in an email that they shut off portions of the collection network while upgrading it over the last two months. They're almost done with the project, which should improve the system overall. But he wrote that it might take a few weeks to get everything back to normal. Until then, neighbors in the surrounding area will just have to deal. Butine says they've heard from a few people this year. We can act as an intermediary, and we do get some complaints. We don't get a lot. The city operates a recycling center on the site, but otherwise doesn't have any say in how it's run. Neither do neighbors like Willie. He says he's talked to waste management in the past about the smell. That's about it. It's not much we can do besides up and move. Like any landfill, Juno's is not bottomless. The 20-year lifespan estimated in 2019 is counting down. In Juno, I'm Adeline Baxter. Finally, we have a clarification. In a story we ran on Monday night and in subsequent PSAs, we reported that a search clinic was providing vaccinations for individuals 65 and up, as stated in a press release we received Monday afternoon. Search issued a revised release on Tuesday morning, which stated the vaccine would be available to patients 75 and up. We also received conflicting information about whether someone who was eligible but had not registered could show up and register on the spot. That proved to be the case, but only for a very short time. KCAW apologizes if you attended Tuesday's clinic on our say-so and were turned away. Search has since issued another release stating that the COVID-19 vaccine is available in Sitka. The statement does not include any age requirements, but encourages Sitkins to register for the vaccine at covid19.search.org or to call the COVID hotline at 966-8799. A search representative will get in touch to schedule an appointment for the vaccine based on eligibility. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now let's take a look at the weather for Sitka for Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. Today, mostly cloudy in the morning, then clearing. Highs around 40, north winds around 10 miles per hour. Tonight, colder, partly cloudy, patchy fog late, lows 27 to 33. Northwest winds around 10 miles per hour. And now taking a look at our community calendar. Those with regular garbage pickup on Fridays will have service Thursday, December 31st this week. For more information, call Public Works at 747-1804. Sitka Sound Science Center invites Sitkins to participate in a landslide survey, which can be found at bit.ly slash Sitka Landslide Network. Sitka Public Library offers surprise book bundles for youth of all ages. To participate or for more information, call 747-4020. And St. Peter's Noonday Prayer Service is noon Wednesdays via Zoom. For login information, email stpetersbytheseak at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in to your community radio station, Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. This is morning.